0: Summarising or summing up, or presenting portable packages to uh, for personal reference. <coughs> There's a lot of ingredients here. Uh, a lot of, lot of ingredients in, in dhamma practice. Often there are similar themes being looked at in different. Lights, and so this theme has been Sankara. And if there's uh, one way of so you can experience this and recognize it, it's, it's, some, it's, it's so common, we don't, something's so common we barely recognize it because it's so built in. There's the dynamic, something flows, something changes, something vibrates, something gets moving, um, and are different levels of that, you know, so it's just the structural Sankhara of being alive means so we have sense consciousness so if you notice when you're you're sitting and you notice which sense base does it go to? Probably the eyes, that's number one, or the thought goes to those rather than to the nostrils, the, no- the smelling or perhaps even the body, you know. so there's that movement you don 't even really notice because it is almost the default you go to the eyes is that uh, now if we 've been able to locate that still central uh, point you 're referring to in, in to the ground or the in qigong, that 's the inner midline meridian you do notice as you come out of that ah suddenly oh something opens up and oh. There's a sense impact, and along with that comes the message, "I'm here, that's there." You know? So there is a, a movement that produces a form. The form here is the dualistic form, "I'm here, that's there." And that's happening, you know, so much of the time as a basis that it's it's barely uh, acknowledged as anything other than what ultimate truth. That's really how it is. And really, if that's how it is, that's rather unfortunate because what we do know about that level of experience is it's subject to separation, um, comparisons, um, searching, um, losing, um, you know, conflicts, death. Yeah, there are a few nice bits like stroking cats and eating jam sandwiches, but. It doesn't get into the sutras. There are a few little tidbits bits to make it worthwhile, but the paradigm is not that great, really. And so, so that—that's actually a movement that, that brought that up. There's a dynamic that that unpacked that. Yeah. And if that dynamic didn't occur, maybe that particular form, the dualistic form, wouldn't even exist. Wouldn't come into being. So that's that's the, the dynamic it is the sankara that, that does that. Yeah. So anyway, here we here it is. I imagine we're, we're in that, uh, and then as one notices with the same sense contact, and then there's say seeing, and there's the come, coming experience of being the seer, and then that's uh, that's one thing. And on top of that, notice as one's eyes move around, tonal qualities such as, oh, oh so-and-so recognize her, uh, or what's, what's wrong with him? Or you know, little more vibrational things of, of, di- of pleasure, pain, uncertainty, concern, f- fond- fondness, and those ripples. That's also dynamic. It's happening, it's happening. And then based upon that dynamic, yeah, we might feel oh, so I should, what should I do? Am I, uh, oh, we should do something or is something necessary to do? I'm, am, I, am I doing something right? Am I doing something wrong? Is there something I can do for him? Oh, she reminds me of somebody else. And this kind of thing goes on, more dynamics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then around that, more mental conceiving starts happening and uh, again it's it's whether it's something pleasurable or painful or disappointing or whatever it's whirling around and it doesn't really come the conversations are going now aren't they? The inner conversations are going uh, in their own own way not necessarily painful conversations, the conversations are going we feel informed, we are literally being informed, we've been placed in a form, a conversational feedback loop that never gets to an end. Not necessarily miserable but never gets to anywhere where it says done. End of the sentence, full stop, you know. uh, And uh, again, you know, well, Something we take for granted, perhaps. What was it, what, you know, you spent your life having a conversation that never, got, <laughs> never actually came to a conclusion. <laughs> and some of those conversations are extremely miserable, <laughs> poignant, searing, you yeah. know. And one of the big things that I am comes into, I am or not. We come into this, this program called, you know, so the deficit program, I am. And the more that intensity that forms that more structures and, and, and stratify uh, the, the deficit experience, I'm a deficiency, something not quite fulfilled, not quite right, haven't done enough, don't know enough, haven't become enough. Um, haven't quite got it right yet, and that goes on. Okay. So, just this is, is uh, dukkha. Uh, and what if that activity, rather, what if that activity could subside? This is peaceful, this is sublime, the stilling of sankara the relinquishment of acquisitions, the destruction of craving, dispassion, ceasing, nirvana. Mm. Stealing of Sankaras, that dynamic could quiet down. Yeah. And there are two processes that occur with that, which also are Sankara processes. One is carefully handling uh, um, well, energy. So, sort of calming, steadying, because the speed of it, and the speed of it, it, it's like, like a spinning fan. As it spins, it looks solid. It's a solid disc, right? So, as it's spinning, it just that spinning, that speed of it is what gives it a sense of solidity. That which is solid doesn't seem like a like a conjuring trick, it seems like a reality it also seems this is embedded, this is real, this is solid. And um, from the one of the deficit experiences is, is a lack of centre, you know, because that is what self-view is uncentered. It doesn't have the centre. It arises when the centre is lost, when the ground is lost. So it doesn't have a centre, it seeks a centre. In other words, it seeks orientation. Therefore, anything that seems solid, it will orient around as all oh, right. okay, that's that. good. Now I know how where I am. And generally it orients around its suffering or not necessarily don't of suffering, but it, the, the kind of rigidity or the firmness of that concocted reality, its solidity. So we learn how to cope, deal with, manage, compensate for, ameliorate, <laughs> adjust, tweak, you know, whatever you know, on that solidity. That's the acquisition, is the solidity, but it's a solidity which has a, a deficit experience to it. This is for the you know, I'm not saying this is 100% true for all of you, but I'm saying as a kind of you know, uh, highlighting you know, the, 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 the severity of that predicament and maybe for many of you that's more diluted there are all kinds of ways in which that you've seen through that or it's no longer so solid, hopefully. Otherwise, I guess you wouldn't be doing this kind of thing. <coughs> you do still sense, oh yes, there's room for change. And I think I have realised that potential and I've touched into that potential. But that is the is the default, you know, of the you know, the hundred percent, if you like, of of that of that samsaric predicament. So the Buddha presents many ways to try and tackle this. First of all, tackling the ongoing dynamic of it. So um, this is going to be about st- intention, straightening intention. Um, so that it had holding intention carefully with resolution so it doesn't speed up and rush out and, and in, impulse with no with no awareness without consciousness without consciousness and concern about what's going on it doesn't just do that uh, um, restraint moderation mindfulness virtue goodness and renunciation that is. Choosing what to put one's attention on, and so in way renunciation is based upon that understanding. Whatever you put your attention on is going to become the object of your citta. Be choosy, be picky about that. Learn to let go of a lot of the options, uh, because that will certainly reduce the spin of the dynamic. Will be less. Flooding in. No, by no means is an end, but at least it does give one a little bit of a vantage point on this vortex of Sankaras. Yeah. Another aspect of, of cultivation is cultivation of view. And um, this cultivation of view can be summarized as the um, number of ways. Um, the view on uh, impermanence, this whatever is arising, is subject to ceasing, is passing, is changing, cannot be constant. Uh, if it reiterates, it's not a constant. If it's not a constant, it's not something that could be an orientation point. And this is the beginning of that is therefore not pertinent to myself. Right? Since the self seeks orientation around some fixity. This, which is flowing and changing, cannot provide it. So this is not in relationship to my to myself. It's not my orientation. It's not my focal point. It's not my gravitational centre. Maybe something that's occurring. Yeah, but it's no longer my centre. It's peripheral. And then, so understanding these signs, this is unsatisfactory, this is changeable, this is Mm -hmm. not describing a self. It is itself, it's not describing me. So it's a relationship there. So this experience of, of fear or agitation or craving or moodiness is not, it's there but it's not an attribute of self, it's a phenomenon. So this gives us a little bit of leverage to, okay, that's that. And just coming to that point takes quite a lot of practice. Because these sankharas in the chitta, chitta sankharas these forms of perception and, and mood and feeling and impulse, because they occupy the subjective centre every one of them feels very personal. Because they occupy the subjective center, chip is subjective. It's the I without an M. So it's it's this experience of subjectivity. Subjectivity means what? It means that there's immediacy, there's no there's no dualism in it, there's no alternative, there's no it's exactly this, such, hmm. such a truth or chitta whens presence, which to this subjectivity means there's no way behind this. Yeah, it's uh, there's no way I can look at this. Yeah, so I can't look at it. I, I can't get behind it. So this, this subjectivity is, you know, the final end of of experience, or you could say it's the beginning point of experience. It's the you can't get beyond that, but you can you can't stop predicating the phenomena that, ocu- that occupy that space. So I am in relationship to. Uh, confusion, or disappointment, or happiness, or excitement, or urgency, rather than I am a confused person, Mm -hmm. so there's there's a subject that has no predicate, no object. What is required in terms of practice is to begin to establish and build that relationship. A lot of dispassion A lot of checking, a lot of um, grounding. So that because of the symbiosis and the relationship of the Jitta Sankara to the Kaya Sankara, in other words, to the, the heart formation, which is very subjective, to this subjective body experience, okay? Kaya Sankara. Because those two relate. They are really, yeah? Subjective body experience. Now, when I look around and see object bodies, right? If I look at this, I see an object body. I am this looking at that object. The subjective body is, (laughs) it's just this, you know? It's this felt experience that is not a thought, it's not an emotion. it's textured. It's it's also dynamic. It's also moving. It's alive, and I can't kind of find a, you know, if I can't look at my leg, I can, you know, I can look at my leg. I can say something about it. I can adjust it, but I, it's an object. You know, these these <coughs> subjective body is something that the body is is. Right, yeah. You can't. You can cut your fingernails, but you can't cut bits of your subjective body, because it's not an object. It's a subject, you know. in this, So in this plane of subjectivity, which again is is quite a diff- quite a uh, shift to make because by a large, you know, uh, not not only our sensory vijnana, which presents things as objects, but also a culture which very much affirms that the object world is the reality. We can measure it. We can put knock nails in it. We can arrange it. It's the real thing. The object world, the objective reality is the real thing. This subject stuff is just sort of washes you know, of mood. Well, just get over it because this is the real thing. <laughs> that subjective stuff is just bias. Objective value is nice and clear and strong and sharp and absolute and it's subjective washes, are just kind of weird biases and kinks and odd stuff that we don't really want to talk about, they're irrelevant. That's, that's kind of a caricature of objective view. You know? We're just really frisky meat. <laughs> 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 Produce chemicals surging through some frisky meat Producing a few fuzzy metaphenomena called thoughts, which have no particular significance here. And so, um, that's the object, and subject reality says, Well, wait a minute, can you really live like that? Because what, what, what about inspiration? What about despair? What about love? What about hate? They're not just kind of metaphenomena, they are really massively important experiences <laughs> that actually dominate the objective world and make the objective world something we can shape into weapons or into, into gifts right? so subjective world reality is actually you know, the primary one to come to terms with then we can, that can then move the objective reality around in accordance with relate to it, you know, or even stop creating it, altogether. together. So yes, coming from that place, the subjective experience of body you know, means there is some way of referring to the subjective experience we call mind. Now, subjective experience we call mind produces phenomena, perceptions and mental feelings disappointed, uh, rejoicing, uh, really feeling pretty up and ebullient, feeling pretty low and flat, uh, feeling kind of restless and itchy, uh, bored, um, grumpy. I mean, these aren't exactly feelings, but they are come from the feeling tone of agreeable or disagreeable thing then gets woven into, you know, emotions and moods that, that give those feelings a little more specific quality to them. Yeah. And then the then the cascade starts, doesn't it? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with her? What, you know, this, that and the other. How can I be something or the other? You know? So all that is what arises in that subjective domain of mind. And, and then the, the cascade starts, doesn't it? As, more and more interest and attention goes into all that. More and more interest and attention goes into all that. And so what the Buddha's is saying is, Well, don't get so interested in it. Become more dispassionate. Okay. Everybody gets this. It seems very personal. The Buddha in a way is so grateful that he laid it all out. You know. Not particularly pleasant picture he presents, but you think, oh right, yeah. It's not just me. Oh look at that, oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh right, it's not a personal thing, it's actually universal human thing, quality that that arises. So, okay, and that's just how we named it. Yeah. And then, what gives us a little more vantage on that, as we come into the bodily experience of, you know, this is where the quality of affection flushes. This is where the quality of ill will puckers. This is where the quality of worry festers. This is where the sense of how the sense of anxiety whittles. This is how depression sinks. This is how joy rises, you know. And you start to feel these tones, and, and that. It's still not. It's not poo-pooing it or explaining it. It's just giving you some sense of referring into it, it in a way which is less productive of further conceit, conceivings, and imaginations. Of I am this. I should be this. And oh, it's this. And again, very, you know simplified body meditation we sense those phenomena arising in the tissues or through the channels or through the nerve endings or in the pulses or in the heating or cooling or in the spinning or sinking or in the loss of body and we come back into ground and we follow that ground and we breathe Let the breathing rhythm stabilize within that, and some of those spinning vortexes start to subside. Mm. And in that subsiding, it is possible to detect the triggers that got it going, and you examine that trigger, or you explore that triggering effect. Mm. Uh, This is a trigger and there's something about the way that one doesn't do much more than just know it just place awareness on it partly because at this point any sense of I am intruding on that will actually worsen the picture any attempt of me to fix it, change it become someone who doesn't have it is going to contaminate the process with more of the same I am thumbprints. So something just about the quality of the immense vulnerability and devotion in a way that's that's required to just maintain open presence with these triggering experiences and they begin to deconstruct, they, Sankaras at this level deconstruct themselves, they start to unbind. Mm. So there are different levels of how the Sankara op- operate. They say some are definitely things I can say no, stop. That's a careless impulse, you've done that before, stop it, don't follow that. Or Oh, you recognise that one, that's that's okay, that's really okay, it's a good one, you can follow that. This is something that can be done with some sense of self-view involved. This is called the mundane deliverance. We become a clearer person, if you like. So some things can be, Sankaras can be just checked and stopped or encouraged and fostered through sustained, careful consideration A little bit of determination to hold, stay with, okay, firm it up, keep going, you get the result, good result, ah, it was worth the effort, do it again. And so eventually that becomes entrained. After a while, you've done that for a while, that form is either definitely abolished or, or, or the track of it is no longer. In your personality, something you don't act upon, or it's something you consciously find yourself shaping up because you feel confident in. And this is our, often, this is our kind of basis of practice. I trust sitting, I trust generosity, I trust truthfulness. It hasn't always been comfortable, but eventually, yeah, bear with it, the results are good. Mm -hmm. We look at five years ten years or so, the results are good, long term. And then it's the latencies and the the, you know, the fabric of I am takes a lot more time and can only really be undone by selfless awareness, by this, uh, uh, you know, and, and that it's definitely helped through being aware of it in its least conceiving place. Conceiving is a dart, a cancer, a turbulence. It means the papincha of conceiving really builds a world and makes it history, narratives, characters, scenarios, whole truth you know, s- dramas are generated in that conceiving world. It pretty difficult to unpick it, particularly if you act upon it. Yeah. And so, you know, if we can take it out of the place where it's conceiving, then we've certainly taken a lot of detail, pruned it down to something manageable. This is just the, the sense of this contracting, flaring, yeah. And uh, we've got something that's a little more manageable to, to, to just bring awareness onto. So, you know, this in a way is what Samadhi is about <coughs> to just take things to another level where uh, we are beginning to, to prune away the conceiving capacities. Yeah. So, this pruning away of excessive thought. Formulation, the Sankara. so they handled more more uh, appropriately. But it's not the place to begin because one just doesn't have the tools, and it's, uh, so we generally, or almost any any suitable practice, I would say, without being too dogmatic about it, you know, has to really be firmly based upon. Uh, conscience, virtue, conscientiousness, integrity, uh, determination, really staying with something yeah. um, and a faith, confidence in that, it's got to be there, goodwill has to be there, yeah. mindfulness has to be there, otherwise there's no, there isn't a path. This is practice, and it's really my my uh, imperative for myself, and really what I'd most like to offer for yourselves: practical, practical means, um, view of practical means. Uh, um, so, if it's dynamic, if it's a form, if it's if you find it's something that seems you seem to be orienting around and you know it's not good, if it's not making you comfortable, it's not making you happy, you know. If it is making you happy, well fine, you know. You're not gonna to wanna to shift it anyway. <laughs> if it's not making you happy, <laughs> then just recognise this is where the Buddha four noble truths. If it's not making you happy, it's time to, to handle it and you want to first of all get it to shift from being a concrete thing that I am into being a, some, something I can at least put, you know, make peripheral or, or get a centre somewhere distinct from so mindfulness, meditation, some place I can at least get an angle on this thing That's your first step and I can bear witness to this mood or this feeling or this self-experience that can come through talking with other people who give you some feedback on it, help you to see it, uh, meditation and so forth. second step is how does that dynamic, that that fixed solid thing become a dynamic thing, something we can begin to recognize that it is actually a conversation rather than a statement. It's actually something that picks up and intensifies and calms down you know, it is a flowing thing, you yeah. So this first this, and then what kind of input into that flowing experience, into that dynamic, will deflect that dynamic or orthodynamic in any way that reduces suffering. So if it's a negative, negative experience, good calm and good will be somehow inducted into that. Yeah. Could dispassion be a feature of, of that relationship? Yeah. Could giving something up, relinquishing something, be helpful in that? To give it less bite, less ability to form. Yeah. And then the more deeper level of practice is you know who to whom does, who is this say to whom does this belong now, I kind of do because this we are dealing also uh, with uh, some conceptual material and so the uh, I think I'll just talk about dependent origination briefly. And I've touched on this already but this is another, I didn't present it quite in this way, but this is another uh, map or, or schema in which Sankara are figured. So you may come up with this if you're looking at books or come against these terms. And again, it's a very um, profound detailed uh, presentation so this says uh, sort of multi-dimensional really, because we have a first of all a structural basis is described, and this is uh uh, when there is ignorance or in the presence of ignorance or in the absence of knowing in the absence of clarity of citta we avidya so when the clarity of citta is obscured that condition pertains to, with two j's in it <laughs> um, then, if that, that, if that is the condition that pertains, then there are volitional tendencies, Sankala again, and those volitional tendencies, structure, the conscious process, To present the world of subject and object in which the subject is always knowing or immaterial, saying, considering, feeling, sensing, perceiving, imagining, an object which has got a certain sensory form to it, a sight, a sound, a touch, um, and brief, the subject is called nama, naming, roughly designating, that which designates names as the immaterial aspect of experience. And rupa is that which appears to be a material object. Not necessarily is, but it appears that way. So that's that's the base model, which we call the real world. Sometimes this analysis just begins with vijnana nama rupa, uh, as you know, this is the beginning point. What the Buddha is saying, "Well, where does this structure of..." Subject, object, immaterial, me, material, it, where does that arise from? That itself is formed, generated through consciousness, activated consciousness. Consciousness has been activated through the obscuration of jitta, presence, awareness, suchness. And you might say this is not Personal fault, it's it's that's is what birth is about. Birth is about this experience of coming into this domain, this scenario. Mm. And uh, mm. when, what is the origin of birth? Well, becoming so yeah Buddhist analysis then birth is not a complete popping up into a out of a void. Um, indeed, how could that be? But that the consciousness arises in the living tissues, embodied form, carrying potencies and potentials from previous forms and previous experiences in the sensory domain. So it's called rebirth or birth again, or further birth, or further becoming. And so we arrive already with our conversation ready to, sh- ready to go, <laughs> or elements of it. We arrive with a certain message to um, resolve, if you could say, or well, get to the end of. Mm. Um, but we don't really know that. That isn't known because that uh, the structuring of birth is into a sensory domain, where so much of our attention is then drawn into the sense fields, which seem to be real and solid, the world out, the world out there. And because we're involved with this particular, you know, series of events which are all, wow, we don't really give so much attention to the underlying event, underlying dynamic, because all this stuff engages and activates us. So we're out there dealing with impact and feeling that's coming from this. um, And so we don't necessarily understand the underlying story for a while. And after a while, you do begin to get it, because you do notice, well, that's interesting because, you know, five years ago I was there, and ten years before that was there, place changed, people changed, message remains the same. Uh-huh, <laughs> something going wrong here, the I am message has remained pretty much the same, even though You know, the place changed, the sensory contact changed, it was hot, it was cold, it was sweet, it was sour, it was five people, nobody on my own, uh, whatever, and still the same message came through, slightly different accents to it, the message came through was, not enough, something wrong here. Not enough, something wrong here. Not finished yet, something more to do. Uh, That that message, that dukkha, came through. So, you know, a person considers things, Uh uh-huh, I've got a feeling this isn't going to change just by changing the furniture, moving the furniture around. So this process of inquiry takes place. But for the, you know, the... uh, ...the characteristic... uh, Again, this is dealing things in map form rather than in, in uh, every individual, but the map is that if this, is, you know, if this process isn't seen through, then that the message of, of, of the structure feeds, feeds the sense basis and the sense basis reiterate the structure, that is the sensory information keeps the basic sense of I am in here, that's out there sense sense salayatana, the sense bases keep that message going. I'm in here, that's out there, that's the real world, this is just kind of me being a bit funny or not really being gonna make it yet. So the sense bases do that. And they do that through something because they experience contact and the contact experience, every moment of contact gives rise to a sense I am contacted by that out there. So that reiteration occurs. So, so much so that, so repeatedly, that well, this is true. I am contacted by this feeling or that feeling. I am contacted by that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm contacted by a feeling, not by a sight. Right? So. Is the feeling in, in that? Is it that that contacts me or isn't it? Contact the bit that gets me is the feeling or the perception. Now that may be dependent upon that but that thing is not producing feelings. <laughs> that carpet doesn't feel anything. So any degree of pleasure or displeasure is yeah, and that's the bit of contact, isn't it? It doesn't, it isn't contact unless it strikes you. It doesn't strike you unless there's a, some kind of feeling and, and perception that arises, right? Where's that? So where's the real nitty-gritty of contact? Is not out there. <coughs> Nor is it in here, it's where these two separate worlds meet. And in fact, as you begin to contemplate that, that is the only world that exists, is the meeting world. The rest of it is just inference, Because I can sense these hands rubbing together, it feels mildly agreeable, it could be turn into mildly disagreeable if I keep it going. Because of that there's a sense of there are hands. If that didn't occur, I wouldn't notice it. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't be part of my reality. So I looked at them, then I'd get a visual thing. But unless there's in other words, unless there's attention and some getting it experience, the experience doesn't manifest. So it doesn't exist in some reality out there, it only exists as an arising of experience in awareness. There's no in here about that, there's no out there about that, because there's no separation. So that, that's the real world, is the world of contact. That's where it sits. And that or say the realisable world. That realisable world can be itself full of distorted perception, but at least we can realise it. Yeah? It's something you can actually that can be apprehended can be related to can be directly sensed and there's no separate self in that so in actually so though pasa vedana and then but if this isn't understood or, or held or apprehended, the feeling tone, is not apprehended as a feeling tone, but triggers the experience of tanha, thirst, feeling either just a little bit peckish, or starving, or the thirst to get rid of something. There's some sort of impulsive sense that comes up with that—an impulsive sense. Um, boom! You know, oh, that's a nice one. I'll buy one of those. Boop. You know. Of course, these terms are stark. I think the Buddha was putting a, you know, red lines and stars and arrows all over it to try to and make it stand out. Um, thirst is the word, tanhā, because it can, of course, become an insatiable thirst. That thirst and the quality of thirst, even if that's held, understood the quality of thirst, the surge of it and the pull of it is as long as it remains ungratified, it thirsts. So once it's gratified, once we, it means could get, could get is what Tanahara says, I could get, I could get. That's its, that's its statement, I could get. And as soon as I get, the could get can no longer exist, can it? because I've got it. Now, when the could get has got a real push to it, you know, it could be delight, excitement, I could get, I could get, wow, great when I get, and that excitement energises Sankara, it flushes through the system, and once we get, then that goes down, Um, right. Okay, <laughs> that's kind of nice, so I'll just put it in a drawer somewhere. Because <laughs> you can't have that could get experience with all, with all the, the surge. Right. Maybe you'd like oh. a jam sandwich. Have a jam sandwich next after that. something else. So yeah. so the could get turns into got upadana holding on. And then the various kind of flushing uh, sense of will be improved, my life will be made more happy. Is of course, are not conceptual. Or, well, a relief to get away from that. And we've acted on that and something else. So this is the, the unquenchable thirst grab it, grab. upadana is the, is the clutch, the clinging but uh, the clinging as a condition triggers the sense of uh, I've moved, I've become something, I was this, now that, bhava becoming, there's been a, a, a movement in time So we're very much in the time world, world of time. We have come from this state to that state. And then we it was the past. And now what next? And that story continues, doesn't it? And then what next? And then what next? And then what next? And then what next? Birth is what's next. And so it goes. This doesn't have to happen. Because any of these points, if for example Tanha is understood as a dynamic, not as a as a message that has a conclusion. So the message is get this and you will be in a more agreeable state. Well if that message is understood just as a phenomenon rather actually than as a, something to follow then we can experience that Tannhauser kind of pulling, pulling, triggering, not very comfortable at all, not agreeable, not pleasant at all, It's kind of pulling, kind of struggling and something encourages us to either look at what triggers it say, I don't think it's worth it really. Take that topic away, that gadget, that item, that take that away. I'm not interested in it because I don't want this kind of thing happening all the time. That's say the renunciation or um, strategy doesn't really deal with it, but at least it limits it. Or oh, we look into the experience of tanha and find our centre and turn those energies back to ground, to the centre, to the ground. A lot easier with material objects than with psychological phenomena. Calming to turn the voltage down, depersonalising, it's just the phenomenon. Getting less interested in it, through that beginning to touch into the desireless, the unconditioned, and the mind shifting, finding its true centre in in the un- unconditioned. Mm-hmm. So, in a way, this Tanha is considered perhaps the the real fulcrum of practice because the essential thing, in a way, is to shift the orientation from Tanhā and its possibilities, a lot of life and dynamic in them, into a basis which Tanhā doesn't pertain to. And very simply speaking, it's the here-ness, it's the subject, it's the now-ness, it's the centered. And there's no there's no craving, doesn't pertain to that. It doesn't operate when that it operates on perceptions and ideas about it of course, but not about the real thing. So this is definitely the inclination of Dharma practice. Now if we look at the word Nama, Nama Rupa, so back to the structure again. Nama itself is made of, or is categorized of six different um, features of what build up designation. So, and these items <coughs> can be singled out because they also every they all feed the other elements of the dependent arising but they're also you know so in a way all the other all the subsequent qualities that are featured there from Pasa, Vedana and so forth, those are all the dynamic activations that arise from the fundamental structure. So with insight the fundamental structure is revealed and apprehended and it comes down to what's called the breaking up of Nama Rupa breaking up of name and form Nama is comprised of um, Vedana feeling, sanya, perception, um, pasa contact, manasikara, um, mental attention, Mm. Chetana, Volition. that's it, it's five. So the, the, the last three of those, Pasa, Manasikara and Chetana, can be bracketed together with Sankara. So in that we have Vedana, Sanya, Sankara, Rupa and Vinyana, the five aggregates or another way of talking about this fundamental structure of consciousness and name and form. And here Sankara is helpfully teased out into three these three um, aspects, Pasa, Manasikara and chitana, Manasikara, attention, the ability or the tendency to form a focus, recognising a focus is actually formed, dynamically formed. It can be very open. It can be very narrow. What it steers towards, what we what we give attention to, is not objective. It's 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 dynamic. You know, we give attention to where there's an intention towards. You know, we attend to if you, you know that which interests us positively or negatively, skillfully or unskillfully. You know, attention is figured around that. We see other people and we we configure them as: Does she need help? Um, something like that, or you know, is he a wealthy person? Depending on her intention, you know, if you're a crook, you don't really care about the colour of the hair; you just want to see whether his pockets are zipped up or not. Right? Certain aspects you you attend to. Not does she does she look nice? But where does she put her handbag? Is what you're interested in. So that the attention and focuses in those ways. So attention is not a neutral thing at all. It's a sankara and it's very much woven into um, um, intention. And of course it's also supported by perception, by what I am expecting to see. Yeah, so I look around and I expect to, from a thief I'm looking for where the handbags are being placed, or where I see the keys hanging out of the pocket, you know. So I've got that recognition of this is where my welfare lies in knowing those things. Therefore, my attention, my intention, and attention being focus on that way. And because of that, I see certain signs, certain phenomena. Contact arises. Uh, that means that, you know. Now, contact that's another sankara, contact arises. Contact arises in two forms. One is called uh, patikapasa. I a spelling check. <laughs> you so much I didn't know if you could spell it all. <laughs> patikapasa means, yeah, you can drop some of that. Paticcasamuppadaan literally means resistance, impression. It means the basic something strikes the eye, the ear, the nose. There's a hit of some kind, In impact, and that's we say the first aspect of contact. Something, attention. Uh, what's that? There's the there's the alarm bell. Okay, what's the, where's the switch on that thing? So, first of all, that something strikes, and then something is there's a secondary kind of contact is called Adivajana contact, designation, impression. Something strikes my eye, and I recognize that's the combination lock. Okay, that visual thing that's where you get in through the door if you're a thief, you know. There's where the keys are kept. I don't just notice you know, keys lying on the doorstep, I notice that's where the keys are kept Boom, 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 boom. Designation occurs, the meaning comes in. So the first level is just the impact, one sees something, seeing something, one interprets it in a certain way. And of course there's another little piece that even if you just get to that piece, so it's one feature of the structure. Just get to Pasa and deal with that then you've, you've broken a big uh, link in this linking process. And though it's a complex process uh, the main, one of the salient features of it is all linked in, it's called dependent. It means dependent upon this arises, if this doesn't arise, that doesn't arise. That's the message of dependency. That is, this can only occur if this gets it going. Right? It's, it's contingent. It's not, it's not, they're all not necessary. They are potential. So, just even if when we see something and the designation is changed, or we just see it as a scene, there's no conceiving of it, or at least the designations based upon greed, manipulation, deceit, uh, ill will are nullified, are checked, are driven out, are not followed, then things are either designated in a skillful way all are left undesignated. <laughs> Just such. So designate in a skillful way, there's the car keys rather than I'll see which car they fit and drive away but there's the car keys, somebody's lost their car keys Wonder who that is. Excuse me. some car keys. <laughs> yeah. Here's a wallet. Oh, somebody's dropped their wallet. You know, so same designation, slightly shifting intention, right. Yeah. And so this process, that's an extreme example, but another one is uh, something, you know, like designated as uh, my fault," for example. That's, uh, things are going wrong. Oh, it's my fault. Is that absolutely true? Mm -hmm. So notice how some of these, particularly these psychological designations, are very baked in. much even much more so than next year and then material objects it's the psychological stuff that really does seem embedded and tells me a story because with material objects i'm only with them temporarily yeah. I only see carp wallet on the ground now and then I only see yeah you know, but the psychological ones are this they Night, time and time again. Yeah. So, so they seem solid and real, yes, but you want to recognize the designation "I am" must be uprooted. Now, you don't have to; doesn't mean you don't deny this existence of fear or agitation. But designation "I am" must be uprooted, and then so then then it can be the intensities die in that with that, and then that can be referred to in a skillful relationship rather than based upon tanha upadana, bawa jati right. so designation impression, contact manyati all these Sankara's qualities can be either tweaked, distant, diverted or stopped, checked so they no longer need a rise. Mm-hmm. And of course the, the uh, blessing is that you know the material the immaterial domain, Really has no basis apart from itself. Yeah. You know, five of us might agree there's a carpet in the room at different angles. The sensory world does that, but we might not all agree on what we feel about it. So there is, uh, um, that's mine, seems to be mine, that's both its problem, because it does seem so mine, It's also its solution in that that's not being generated by anything other than a particular mental inclination. Mental inclination of favouring, opposing, wishing to be, imagining one is, imagining one should be, fearing one isn't, imagining people think, worrying about, you know, having an idea of what one could be, should be, is, isn't, if that isn't there, if there's just this open, you know? That openness allows stuff to move, allows the conversis- conversation to move through and be expressed and said and completed. Because it's only the, the inability or to let that complete that keeps it reiterating and the inability to, to, to let it complete occurs because of what called upadana, there's a constriction around it. Oh no. Oh stop. Oh it could oh it's hit. You know, there's a tightening that makes it into creates a world of objects. If the the very impulsive flow of these psychologies can be experienced just as compulsive flow rather than constricted into a story into a person into a past into a future into somebody else made me this way those are all the forms, those are all the births the forms that arise out of grasping so this is what birth means or one way of thinking that birth means that through tending in a constricted way to these psychological processes that clinging to them and that constriction around them generates a birth of I am this, it's because of this she always said that, they told me this the stories are born the characters are born in one's ongoing psychodrama because of that grasping. Now, grasping, we might assume, is a pleasure-driven thing. It is not. Sometimes it is, but mostly it's an orientation-driven thing. Yeah. We, something seeks reification, even it's miserable reification. It seeks that firmness, that reification. I am this because of this and I am this and they say that and you know, that grasping, really possible because when that occurs we have to acknowledge the past really isn't here now, is it? Other people aren't really here now, in here, it's just generating, perceptions generating, worries generating. There's nobody here doing that. There's no solid beings here doing that. Could that energetic flow be experienced just as that? Twisted, flaring as it is, without the constriction of either wanting to stop, wanting to understand it, uh, wishing it was another way. Tanha. Could it be just let to blow through and breathed in and breathed out so it completes itself? Like the wind, it blows through. If nobody's resisting it, the wind blows out. You know? and that's the process of holding things w- with awareness rather than proliferation. And the expression is blows out, nibbana, dispassion. Relinquishing of the, of the acquisition, which is the substrate, the foundational premise, I am, in all its various forms, dispassion, ceasing, blowing out, blows out. Yeah. This is somebody who gets rid of it, it blows itself out. So just even at this particular, any of these points, they're there because they give us a number of uh, action points, reference points to um, bring full awareness to. And rather generously there are several there. You know, we can look at Adivajanapasa, we can look at Vedana, at tanha, Tanha, Upadana, any one of them if, if one holds it with awareness. The awareness doesn't react. It's the reactivity that keeps it going. It's the, it's the dynamic that keeps the dynamic going. There's no dynamic, it doesn't, it blows out. Mm. This is the process and some of these winds blow quite a long while. <laughs> Get used to windy weather. Uh, but they uh, they abate, they come less often, they come in less intensity and one feels yeah, this is, this, is, this is true. This is right. This is the process. Also, with the stilling of sankharas, there is an increasing relinquishment of that basis, I am, dispassion, ending of craving. This is you know, what the Buddha was pointing to. So take a break.